Our scripture reading comes from Psalm 91, and I am reading out of the ESV version. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This summer, in our series on the Psalms, uh, we are going to bring in people that we love and trust and respect uh, to help us talk about the Psalms. And so um, I'm so excited to have my dear friend Kyle Harris with us today. Kyle is uh, the assistant principal at Alcoa Middle School, where we meet, and um, a longtime friend of mine. And so he's already read to you Psalm 91, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And here's why. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, the quarantine, uh, Daniel and I walked down the street to Kyle and Julie's house. Uh, they are our neighbors. They were our neighbors, like two doors down neighbors. Now they're our neighbors, like six doors down. And um, that's the worst because I can't see into their windows at night, which is so creepy. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so Kyle, we go down there and, and we're like trying to, we're talking and we're standing on one sidewalk and you and Julie are standing on one sidewalk and we're talking about how we're doing in the pandemic and how we're doing in the quarantine. And one of the things that Kyle brought up in this conversation was Psalm 91. And so I've been so excited for you to hear uh, some of his thoughts on the Psalm. So, um, so what is it? What is it that woke you up or like got you excited about Psalm 91? Uh, well, I listened to a podcast um, early, early on in, in the pandemic, and uh, it was about Psalm 91 and a lot of Hebrew translations. So all the Hebrew I speak of today is not from my own understanding. So, um, but yeah, I mean, one, it talks about plague and pestilence, but, uh, oh, it just kept growing in throughout the last couple months into, uh, into more and more. I feel like each stanza you could just pull apart and, um, and just look at, uh, and go deeper and deeper and into what you described reorientation and 
who who God is. Yeah, I keep saying this. I think I said it last week, but um, I think I always think of the Psalms like a spiral staircase that they take us deeper and deeper and deeper into something. And so I feel like uh, that's the experience. That's what you're talking about of starting somewhere with a Psalm and then realizing that there are so many more places uh, that you can go. And I think that this Psalm in particular, there's a chance of reading it kind of at like a really shallow level reading it um just as like what's on the surface and reading it and thinking like oh um if i love god or god loves me then nothing bad will ever happen to me Mm. and um i told you this earlier i feel like what's so interesting to me about psalm 91 is that it's it's the psalm that the devil uses quotes to jesus when jesus is being tempted in the desert and and he says um don't you remember what god said that that he will protect you and you won't even stub your toe so you can do all of these things and So I feel like there's so something so tempting about reading it um, that if we have enough faith in the coronavirus, we won't get it. Or um, if we love Jesus enough that uh, nothing bad will ever happen to us. But I don't feel like that's what's being said at all. Right. What yeah. do you think? Well, uh, I guess just to jump right in yeah, to, the, come on. <laughs> to, the, to the deep end. Um, one, I know in verse uh, in verse 10 where it says, no evil shall befall you. Um, that's the kind of the trap you're talking about is mm-hmm. um, oh, no, nothing you could interpret that to mean nothing bad will happen but um, the the Hebrew word for evil is the word raw Hebrew word raw and it it's the opposite of tov so go look up tov um, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it real quick uh, but it's basically the forever life like mm-hmm. full life life to the fullest and and raw is the opposite of that. It's it blocks life. Mm. So to read it literally would would be that that uh, no blocking of life mm. will happen to you. So that sort of takes circumstances mm. out of the equation. It's not that circumstances, whatever they may be, uh, will will block life, but that that your inherent goodness in God can't be taken away regardless of of those circumstances so um that it uh definitely takes a step a little deeper than just nothing bad's gonna happen yeah almost like instead of saying nothing bad will ever happen to you it's saying that the thing that's most most true in us the thing that's most true about us cannot become untrue no matter what happens no matter what goes on all around us. Um, we've said this, well, uh, there's a guy named Walter Brueggemann who is a, a Psalms expert, theologian, and he talks about how the Psalms are divided into three categories, uh, Psalms of orientation, Psalms of disorientation, and Psalms of reorientation. And I think that Psalm 91 um, is an, is a Psalm of reorientation. It's a Psalm of, of remembering who God is and who we are. Um, you've, you've talked about it being a Psalm of identity, of, of the identity of God and and the identity of us. It's a reminder of who God says we are. And, um, I, like I love in verse four is one of my favorite pictures 
in all of the scriptures of God and who he is. And it's this picture of God as a mother bird taking care of her young, that, that he has his, his wings outstretched. I think about it. Um, I think I've talked about this before on stage, but, um, I remember when my, uh, twins were born and they were shipped off away to the NICU, um, that, that it was just this picture of God's covering over my kids when I couldn't be there, God caring for them, um, which has been a reminder this week um, for me that that God cares for us, that He covers us with His wings. Hmm. Um, so that's one I love. Yeah, uh, the the part in verse four that stands out to me, and this is one of those that has grown. You know, at, at first it was the oh, well, learn let's learn about Hebrew words. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the. Uh, of, of what I was listening to that I liked so much, but it just, you know, you start reading it in verse four, it says he covers you, you know, with his wings and just that covering recently, I've just had this image of what that has looked like for me. Um, you know, and it reminds me of being a kid and, and being covered and what that, just what that allows, like what you don't, when you're covered, what you don't realize is going on around you. And, uh, and sort of the attack that you're under, and how, you know, thing, when you're a kid, things can be going around that you going on around you that you don't know. And then, uh, my kids are running around and playing, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so just this idea of, uh, you know, there's a war going on, but I get to, I get to play in the kingdom of God. I get to, uh, it allows for freedom and and creativity uh, when when you're covered. I remember at one point in the um, quarantine looking outside my window and watching my kids riding bikes down a hill. They've ridden bikes like five hours a day for the last three months. And that idea that I know or I feel like the world is shutting down. The world is so scary. There's all this stuff going on and they're outside trying to ride their bikes with no hands and right. and giggling I, and laughing. And, we've said the same thing. I wonder how our kids are going to remember this. Like yeah. It'll be the best three months. As covered and, and, and protected yeah. and all of those things. Um, so it, it's not just a psalm about uh, God's identity, but also our identity. Yeah. And um, I, I want you to talk more about that. <laughs> so in the psalm, like you, you read it literally and it says, you know, no plague will come near your tent. And so that seems very um, relevant, <laughs> uh, but and 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 maybe that is, but but more than that, I think what what these last few months have shown us is how a good question to ask would be, what is the plague? Mm-hmm. Um, is it actually a virus? I mean, and and the answer can be yes, but I think it's more than that. Um, you know, I think fear has played a, a, a big part. Like it just it's amplified people's fears around a lot of things, um, whether it's financial or health mm, or mm-hmm. you know physical, emotional. You know all these things. Um, apathy is one that that I know that I've felt. You know, it's well, I can't go and do the things that I'm used to doing and, and helping people. You know, has gotten it just looks a lot different. You know, how can I play in the kingdom of God and be creative with that? Um, but I'm not, I don't get to go and be the, you know, the greeter at church anymore, you know, or do these, you know, check things off of the list that I'm, you know, that I was doing before. And so um, 
yeah, what what's what is the plague? And and going back to verse one, you know, where do we where are we dwelling? Are mm-hmm. we dwelling in in the shadow of the Almighty? Mm-hmm. Are we dwelling in fear and and apathy and lots of other places? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like um and we've talked about this, the the idea that the language used to to remind us of who we are, it's not like really timid language throughout the Psalms. Like uh, verse thirteen has this this connotation that we would be we would be able to trample and crush lions and snakes. Like it, it's it's battle kind of language and it's empowering kind of language, and all of it exists under the idea that there's something wrong, there's something yeah. attacking, there's something coming at you, but that um, it's not just like the apathy that you were talking about. It's not just that. It, it, it's the, the psalmist reminding us that we have value, that we have been invited to come and play in the kingdom of God, that we um, that that is conquering language. I, I think it made, it made me think of Romans 8 where, Paul tells us that in Christ Jesus we're more than conquerors, and I feel like that's that—that's what I think of in around verse thirteen, and in this conquering language that we're, that that—that's who we are in Christ. That we are more than conquerors. Yeah, I, and that identity piece that it speaks to both who God is and how He covers us, and ten thousand fall around you, and you know while we may not be participating in that part of the battle. We, you know, he gives that freely to us. That you know, we get the honor and the mm-hmm. glory and the ability to be free in that. As all of this battle is taking place around us, we're not. He's not saying, "Pick up your sword and take care of this." You know, it's it's I'm I have I'm covering you. Yeah. I'm taking care of it for you. Um, yeah, it's not, again, not a poem about how nothing bad will ever happen to us, but a poem to reorient us when the bad things happen. A reminder of our, of our identity in Jesus and the identity of Jesus and reminding us that we still live under the covering and under the shelter of the Most High God, that we aren't powerless. I, I was thinking about, what's the, uh, what's the imagery that you like about the, um, the suit, the, the suit, the the what you would wear and more. There's words in, oh, in the ESV. Oh, yeah. So uh, God is your your shield and your buckler is mm-hmm. one um, one translation and and there's just an image of you're shielded, you know, all around you uh, by God, and uh, which would imply there's something to defend. You know, a mother hen's not gonna just walk around <laughs> uh, covering her chicks unless there was something to defend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same idea. And so God's not, we, we don't put on our own, you know, tinfoil armor and go mm-hmm. walk around with our tinfoil sword. You know, it's it's definitely a, just that battle language like you're talking about and, and a full armor around mm-hmm. us. And we just, we get to sit and be and, the bearers of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of, speaking of the Hebrew translations, one of my favorite things that I have learned in the corona uh, was you talking about uh, something that you kind of woke up to about uh, he, the Hebrew word for salvation. Will you tell us about that? Yeah. So again, from the same podcast, um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, so we get to the end of the psalm, and, and there's so much language around, uh, like we're saying, um, I will rescue those who love. I mean, we need rescuing. You know, mm-hmm. I will protect those who trust in me. Um, I will be with you in trouble. But, you know, there's mm-hmm. no, there's always implications of you're in hot water. You know, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you need rescuing. Um, and he says, I will, I will rescue and honor them. And then I will reward them with a long life. We can maybe go into that, but and give them my salvation, show them my salvation, are two different translations of that. But uh, the Hebrew word for salvation is Yeshua, and Hebrew came long before the Greek language, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that is the word for Jesus uh, in, in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. So uh, prior to Christ coming to earth, God promises I will show you Jesus. I will give you Jesus. Mm. Just what, what a way to end the psalm. Yes. <laughs> that, that's what, uh, when you first told me, I thought, I went back to read it, and the verses right above are the ones you're talking about, that they that it's God saying, I will protect them. Um, one translation, or, or paraphrase says, I will bind myself to them. I will rescue them. I will cover them. And then it's like the very last verse says how, and I love that, like, how will I do it? I will give them Jesus. I will show them Jesus. And that that's still the true. The ultimate cover. Yeah, the ultimate cover, that that's still the true, yeah. the true thing. Okay, so, um, so what do we do with this? What, how, <laughs> where do we go? Where right. do we go in this? I know, it's hard because it sounds like, oh, you just, you just, just Jesus. you just be, <laughs> you know, and yeah, right. Um, and so uh, going back to dwelling, you know, back to that, what it talks about at the beginning, to dwell in the most high to to be in the shadow of the almighty um i know for me it's looked like out loud putting myself at at the foot of the cross un, under god's cover lord cover me you know saying these things out loud i know that i'm covered you know um declaring those things in my life over my household um, you know, over any part of my life, you know, work or finances, whatever it is, you know, I think speaking those things out loud, I think um, the danger is to dwell in in fear and, and apathy like we talked about. You know, fear is such an easy place to go. I mean, so much fear has come out of this because there's so many unknowns, mm-hmm. right? Like if we, if we knew more about this, that w- you know... It, People are keeping up every day with how many cases, you know, all the, and mm-hmm. that's not different than other things. I mean, we like, we want information to mm-hmm. comfort us, um, but but there's this is so, this doesn't leave any room for that. There's mm-hmm. no margin for uh, if only I had enough information, I wouldn't be so fearful. This mm-hmm. is this covers us for the the things we can see at noonday mm-hmm. and the things that we can't at night. And, um, you know, those are e- e- easy places to slide into. We, you know, one part of our conversation, we've talked about how um, shame mm-hmm. and anger and 
frustration and disappointment. Like those are like security blankets sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I can just take a big blanket of shame and just <laughs> curl up, right? And and somehow like be comforted in that in mm-hmm. a in a not a obviously not a healthy way and just self pity, you know, and and recognizing where are where am I dwelling? Recognizing that and and speaking out loud, uh, if you can. I mean, I think you should do. You could do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. But uh, no matter who's listening. But um, you know, just to remind ourselves to move back into um, the shadow of the Most High, mm-hmm. the Almighty. I think that's a huge word that we aren't. Our protection doesn't come from covering ourselves in shame. Our protection doesn't come from covering ourselves in anger or in fear. Those are not where we are meant to dwell. Our dwelling uh, is far more protective and uh, and with the most high. And I think if you pull that blanket down, you would, you know, you are protected. Like, Mm -hmm. why cover yourself in shame when you're already covered with... Motherbird wings. Yeshua. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I told you this. I, I feel like there are pieces in different seasons of your life that um, are meaningful to you. And, and there was a period of my life where the arrows that fly by day and the terrors that come by night just felt like what I was living. I was living in the arrows of the day. Um, one of those days where it's like every day you wake up and something new has happened that you don't want. Um, and then you go to sleep and the terrors come at night. And so the idea of the mother bird wings were huge to me because, um, cause an arrow can still get through wings, you know, terror still comes through wings, but, but that doesn't remove the covering. It's not that nothing will, uh, ever we, nothing, not that nothing will never hurt us, but that we will always be covered that it doesn't hurt our soul, the, the, the tove, the right. fullness of life, the eternal life, that that is not at risk. Yeah, even death doesn't have the final say. Yeah. Our, our goodness is is outside of just even life death. here at, yeah. on earth. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we take a say law every week at the vineyard, and so we're going to do that. We're going to sit quietly in Psalm 91 and and breathe. And so here's uh, we Kyle read it in the ESV uh, before we started. And I'm going to read in a different translation, the NLT. And so we will just sit together and and read the psalm together. Okay, I'm going to read it slowly. So maybe I said this last week, but maybe uh, close your eyes, take a breath. See what's quiet around you. I'll pray first and then I'll read it. Um, uh, Last week I prayed for a miraculous move of the Spirit to make your house quiet so you could be quiet. So we'll do that again. So, Father, uh, I pray that you would open up the space for us to be able to uh, sit and dwell before the Most High. I pray that you would create the space in our living rooms or cars or wherever it is that we're watching or listening to this that we um, might find shelter in you. And so we ask you, um, we ask you to cover us with your words from Psalm 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap 
protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open up your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will face, or you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Amen.